Everybody, welcome to RPG Cast, episode six hundred four, where none of us want to be here. We're all tired. Anna worked out with weights this morning. Eclipse is asleep. I want to go to bed because I woke up at like four thirty in the morning. And Kelly, do the show. Um, okay, so I'm doing a hostile takeover. This is the heavy metal and cat show. Do, mean- do do you want me to re-record that? Because that was extremely sassy. <laughs> We're doing it live. Do you want me to go with that? Oh my god! <laughs> Hi everybody, RPG cast. But yeah, you got the intro. <laughs> so Chris I mean, got we me already an Apple talked watch. about cats. What? Chris got me an Apple Watch. Oh yeah. Instead of playing games on it, I'm doing exercise. Yeah. Did you and give I... yourself a cool skin for it so that you can print, pretend that you're James Bond? Well, I want to. The whole bunch of people started showing off Mooncats on their watches, so now I have to figure out how to do that because it's really awesome looking. So, not to give your crowd ideas, but the funny thing this week is when people have been sharing their NFT JPEGs on Twitter, someone goes, uh, that would make a cool t-shirt. And that <laughs> usually makes an algorithm immediately pop something yep. that yep. steals it, it. Oh yeah, 100%. That being said, smart NFTs already have that covered. Okay, good. Because I have to admit, the cha- the chaotic side of me is like, that's pretty funny. Watch the world burn. Oh yeah, and I mean, here's, here's the thing is, is there's actually a whole bunch of NFTs recently that have gone open source. So 100%, anybody can make any shirt with like a toads on it. Mm-hmm. With his head on the end. Um, Mooncats is a commercial license, which is if you own a Mooncat, you can do basically whatever the hell you want with it, with the exception of hate speech. So, you oh, know, cool. if you have a Mussolini was a cool guy club, you can't use a Mooncat as your logo. Yeah, that, that'd that be problematic. See, I, <laughs> we, we've talked about this privately, but I'm surprised. Oh, you guys remember of the Mussolini is a cool guy club as well? <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> well, that... That All right, that's the show, everybody. Thanks, thanks for coming. <laughs> the trains ran on time. So, um, I'm like I said, I'm surprised the furry community hasn't braced, embraced NFTs, given the whole adoption thing that furries like to do. Yeah. And I, I mean, if if my art was more popular, I would certainly jump on that train. But you should totally make an NFT collection. Yes. Yes, my NFT collection of heavy metal cats. There you go. What, it's no so different like than the guy that makes Mercury make and and gallium and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I could. Well, yeah, I could make a Freddie Mercury cat. You know, you one. know the thing that I learned about NFTs this week. It has the exact same bullshit drama as gaming. So, like this super crazy, uh, supremely hyped NFT called Mecca's dropped this week, and like. They they made something like two point five million dollars just off the launch before any secondary sales because you had to buy a ticket to get into queue. And then once you were in queue, they randomly selected people in the queue to mint and they could mint up to a certain amount. I think it was five each. So the tickets, you had to pay for them and there was no refund. And then there was a cost to mint them. And then because there were so many people that wanted them. The secondary market immediately exploded, and any time um, someone sells one of the Mecca, the creators get a very small spiff off of it, I think like 4%. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they like immediately within an hour made $2.5 million. And then it turns out that they didn't pay any of their artists. Oh, that, that's bad. And like the guy who headed the project came out on Twitter and was like, yeah, I didn't pay them because they were annoying because they were asking for their money. Did he actually phrase it like that? Yes. Literally. He was like, yeah, I ghosted half the artists because they were annoying me by asking for their money. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I'm like, shit, it's like working for indies again. Yeah, no lie. Pay, pay your artists. So pressure 
eventually made him relent and he paid all of his artists. I, I didn't make any NFTs this week, but I did make some NFCs and I kept wanting to call them NFTs. Um, <laughs> so Vaughn bought, my husband bought Metroid Dread and that game apparently is really freaking hard. So yeah, I've been I, hearing a lot of people talk about how it needs an easy mode and doesn't have one. Yeah, so I think we lost her. I think we might have lost Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, fight the robots! You'll be okay. Get the power up. The boost is on level three. Use the boost to get through. Is she not coming back? All right. Hey, there she hey! is. Hey, Kelly's back. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly might not be back. Hey, Chris. Yeah. What did you play this week? <laughs> I so I after finishing up Hades like last week, or I don't know if I mentioned that I got the final like epilogue thing in Hades. So I then moved on. Um, I've started watching Critical Role on Kelly's recommendation, and I'm super deep into watching that. So I'm having lots of fun watching the D and D stuff on the YouTube's with that. But you know, this show isn't about you know our show isn't about like. D&D podcasts. So what it did get me to do was think about playing more D&D. So I started playing D&D with my role-playing group again. I've been kind of away for a while with that ever since COVID. And well, anyway, and so I started doing that, but then I was like also thinking about all those Baldur's Gate-like games that I have a list of that was, that are all based on D&D. And I'm like, I want to play some more of those. So I went and I uh, picked up Celesta again, because that's based on D&D 5th edition. And I learned I was basically on the last min- mission, so I just had to go, and, and after two night sessions, I wrapped up that game. Um, I took some optional side quests, but wrapped it all up. Man, that game doesn't have a satisfying ending. <laughs> uh, Celasta, if you recall, Anna, is a tactical RPG set on D&D. Um, I think you'll like it more than me, even, though, because you're not as picky about writing quality. When it- what are you doing? Hello, Anna? Yeah. Are you talking to me? No. Why? Because I'm waiting for you to explain Celesta. But you're ty- typing to someone. Yeah. You type into. Who you type into? Tam. You... Why are you typing to Tam? Because he's sending me rug pulls that happened this week <laughs> Tell in the NFT to industry. Stop! <laughs> you're doing the show now. <laughs> I just, just want to call you out on it because you called me out last time I did that. All right. So Celesta, the tactical RPG set in D and D fifth edition, uh, in a unique setting on the world of Celesta. Basically, I had to go help some dragons, more or less. So, you know, dragons killing things and uh, wrapped up the game. Had a very disappointing ending. Uh, unsatisfying, rather. No epilogue. Like, you you beat the last boss, and then you get credits, and the game dumps to the title screen. You don't even get to walk around and take your victory lap and get thanked by people. It's just, huh. it's over. Um, they're working on a DLC now. I'll, I'll probably check it out. And if you were in the live stream, oh wait, no, I guess everyone gets that. Sorry, I'm trying to reconnect Kelly to the call and it's making noise. Boop, boop. Beep, boop, boop. Beep, boop, beep. Did the call just completely die? No. No, you did. Okay, because I rebooted <laughs> Skype. All right, cool. Uh, well, you're back. I'm talking about Celasta now. Ah, um, uh, see, and Anna's uh, trying to cheat on me and and do other things during the podcast, and I called her out on it. I blame. And him. basically, we're working towards making this show the most awkward thing to listen to possible <laughs> this week. So I'm just thinking, like, if we have more moments where you feel uncomfortable and just want to turn this podcast off, then we've succeeded. <laughs> I mean, I could make it worse and bring up the subject we were talking no, about. No, no. I said awkward, not gross. <laughs> okay. So well, after uh, after I finish, oh good, Vance, Vance says I'm succeeding. So after finishing Solasta, which is based on D and D fifth edition, I went and picked up uh, Pillars of Eternity because that's also in my backlog. And I learned two things. Um, one, um, one, no wait, I didn't learn two things, but it brings up two points. There we go. There's my transition. Uh, how are you enjoying watching us this week? Is it are you are you doing okay out there? Thanks. All right, just uh, look at your thing. Press the one on your keypad if you're feeling good, and two if you're feeling bad. I'll wait. You okay, are which so one, weird, Chris. Which one did you press? So weird, Chris. Okay. 
Yeah, Chris, I understand and respect your choice. Let's move on. <laughs> um, Von Preston. Oh. F. <laughs> He's paying respects. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, I was in robot mode. I could hear everything you guys were saying, so I got the epilogue in Hades. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. That was very irritating because it felt like every run I tried to do to invite the gods, there was always at least one missing at all times. Mm-hmm. Well, and I thought your, I got uh, every- trinkets for to make sure they spawn in the next run. Yeah, and I thought I got everybody and it's like, shit, Aphrodite, why didn't you show up? So I had to do a run again, and I think I died in that run because I just was not caring at that point. Yeah. And got got the epilogue. I'm super happy with that game, though. I I think I played it a little bit too much because I was like, I just want to get this epilogue. Yep, me and too. Be done. I was like, I'm ready to be done. Yeah. If you're just going for full story completion with the epilogue, the game takes too long. Without yeah. the epilogue, it's probably about the right amount. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think that's it... kind of why I petered off a little bit after I got my first credits roll because it's like I just the the yeah, the 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 Seder tunnels were just like this drives me insane, and like that's a sign that it's like all right, I need to put this game like aside. Um, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm blanking on what I wanted to say. I it took me forever to get everybody up to like their heart level so that it would trigger that event where you had to send the invitations and. <laughs> The game kind of doesn't do a really good job of telling you what you need to do to trigger it. Because I was wearing um, Hermes's trinket. And he was like, oh, you're wearing a tr- your tr- my trinket. That's good news. And then his heart level unlocked. So I thought that's what you had to do was to level up each god's trinket to get their heart level to unlock. And then, you know, after three tries and it wasn't working, I finally got frustrated and looked it up. And it was like, no, each one has a condition that has to do with something. Like Ares, has, you have to have killed like 10,000 enemies up to that point. Yep, got that one. Um, Poseidon, I think you have you to go fishing ha- and then yeah, he gives you a quest eight- for Theseus or something. Yeah. And just, ugh. The game needed to do a little bit better job of telegraphing some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I uh, I didn't do that, but the the only thing I was looking up like, how perfect do I have to get everyone in a relationship? And I realized it's just six of eight or something like that. So I was like, oh, well, so, and like and even finished by progressing the relationship with the romantic options is a little dense because it's like, what do you need to do to get Dusa unlocked? You need to buy fifteen things in the lounge including the welcome rug you need that damn welcome rug you need the stupid welcome rug and nothing about that quest indicates that it requires welcome rug is like the first thing i bought anna i know i don't know why the last thing that i bought because it was cheap so i didn't even really think about it see that's funny because i was trying to unlock all the items in the lounge so i got deuces very easily yeah compared to everybody else's and i I got a disco ball uh, in the lounge it's great the skull with the butterflies. I've got the skull now. Yeah, I did the skull too because screw the butterflies. I had the butterflies at first, and I'm like, let's try this skull. I'm like, oh, I have to keep that. <laughs> uh, so it's in Megara's theme. Have any of you started to try and get back together with Meg? Oh, I got um her romance oh. options on the mm-hmm. way up too. Because I, I think what if. <laughs> One of Aphrodite's conditions is that you have to have all three romanceable people maxed out. Oh, of course. Yeah, by the way, there's no penalty for maxing out all the romances. Yeah. But my my OTP is Thanatos and Zagreus. Mm. Yeah, I never got him unlocked because I keep forgetting to check that he's the, he's the hardest to find to give drinks to. Yeah, Ugh. every every time so, I saw him, I just here take a drink. I'm Death. I'm at the problem where I I'm at the lock, and I just I I've seen him two or three times since then, but he's just like I'm not ready to talk to you. It's like, ah. yeah, yeah, you just have to keep pressuring him. Mm-hmm. And I swear, his cutscene heavily implies that they sleep together. Uh yes, my dirty mind, they do. Meg has visited my room twice so far. Ooh. I've only got her in my room once. They most definitely did not sleep together. But it was a close thing. No. Oh. Not not in these scenes. Oh, no, Maybe no, no. Maybe in their past. In their past. Yeah. If they did not sleep together, then it was a very close thing. 
Zagreus is kind of a whore in this game. He's flexible. Yeah. He he deserves it. He's a good person. I want to hug him through the screen. No, the person needs a hug is Orpheus. Yeah, that's true. But I'd rather hug the dog. Just the the right head, not the other two. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, um, oh, right. I was going to talk about Pillars of Eternity. I've I've picked that back up, and uh, that's been fun because I've been playing Critical Role, and the guy who's the DM in Critical Role does two of the main party member voices in that game, which is weird if you have them both in your party at the same time because you kind of have the <laughs> same guy talking twice. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, technically, it does three voices because of the way one of the characters works. But either way, the... Uh, Pillars of Eternity, which I the last time I played this, I remember being very frustrated at the combat system. And for some reason, I've picked it up again this time. I have it on easy, um, but I'm I'm doing fine with it. I'm liking it. Um, I'm also over-leveled, and I think that's partially why. Um, basically, this game is broken, and I don't remember if I broke it. Because I have 700,000 gold, which is way more than you should ever need. And I don't know if I used Cheat Engine to give me that in the past, or if I just broke the game by going and doing the expansion content in the past. So yeah, here's the situation I'm in. I've completed the White March Part 1 and Part 2. I thought I'd only done Part 1, but apparently I'd, I'd finished the whole expansion. I found it very frustrating and difficult to get through, um, to the point where I had to cheat to kind of finish it and kind of felt frustrated with the game. Well, it turns out I think I've been playing the game backwards. Um, wait. I have been playing the game backwards because I was told you could play the game in whatever order because the things scale to your level. Well, now that I'm, I've come back to the game after all this time um, and I've, my characters have completed the Wild March 1 and 2 and I've got all this great gear and all these levels and stuff, um, I, I had to finish the, the, um, the expansion on casual, our story time, which is like even easier than easy. It's like it, you won't, people can't die in that one. And which is fine. And, you know, I got frustrated, so I used it. I leveraged it to my advantage so I could get through the game. That's why that mode's there. And now I'm coming back here and I said, well, let's give it a try on on whatever recommended difficulty they have. And they're like, okay, easy is what you should do if you're not like really into Baldur's Gate likes. I'm like, well, I'll give that a try as a starting point because I remember being frustrated in the past. And easy now is just like super easy. Like enemies just falling over. Like they can't, nobody can really hurt me much um i i'm fights are over before people die and so it's like well like my party is apparently really overpowered and over leveled and maybe the game isn't really balanced to do the expansions first and if i had done the game in order it would have been a better experience but uh either way i find myself back in the game i'm doing quests for people um some quests that seem like throwaway side quests i'm just kind of skipping through the dialogue trying to get through it some quests I'm reading and enjoying, uh, the party members in your party I'm enjoying, and I'm just having fun going around and helping the town and making people happy, which is what I do in these games. And yeah, so Pillars of Eternity, uh, a well-balanced game, and it plays really well. And I am I had just tried to pick up the other night Bellers Gate 2 again. Uh, I think I said this last week and said, I can't do this because um, <laughs> it's just so old and so clunky compared to modern games and like you, you just mm, missing some of those UI improvements and then Pillars of Eternity is clearly Baldur's Gate 2 but like modernized and it's it's just been like all right the only thing i'm missing here is the actual D&D terminology cuz they made their own game system for this to work and it's clearly D&D inspired but it's not D&D so yeah Pillars of Eternity so far my my romp back through it to try and go through and complete the main story and then um, move on to Pillars of Eternity 2, which I might give like a, a more balanced attempt at playing. But who knows? Maybe I'll cheat again. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, so far so going good. We'll see if I stick with it. That's all for me. Did you play anything else, Kelly? I booted up Shimagami Tensei Nocturne last night. I need I to finish kinda... that. I'm on the last dungeon. Yeah. I've killed two of the final bosses. Like, I need to just go in and spend a night and finish it. What am I doing? I I don't know when I'm that close to a game it bothers me when I, I can't know. finish it. I know. Um so I'm um, I'm going on vacation tomorrow and per tradition I always have to play an SMT game. I don't know why 
been timing. Well, the first times it is timing that SMT had to be coming out. That's what I planned was on the road. And now it just feels like it's not road Kelly, um, hold on a sec. Kelly, you're you're breaking up real bad. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Let's see. Let's uh, let's have Kelly say some things. Kelly, um, pick a number between one and three million. Um, sixty-nine. Oh, it's not. Um, first of all, nice. But second of all, it's not working well. Uh, still. Um, Anna, do you want to go through what you've been playing? Maybe we can come back to Kelly. Sure. <laughs> um, so I finally finished Raging Loop this week. It turns out there's no such thing as werewolves. Oh, that, is that a major spoiler? No. Did you just drop a major spoiler? <laughs> no. Okay. There is definitely no such thing as werewolves. Oh, you're lying. Am I? Oh, I don't know. I'm very confused now. <laughs> Only wolves lie, Chris. Oh. Are you a wolf? No, because there's no such thing. There's no such thing as werewolves, Chris. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> Eat your burger, Apollo. Eat your burger, Apollo. <laughs> Speaking of, I've been playing a, a deduction N- game this week. Nina Aquila Legal Eagle? Yes! You started playing that last week. Yes! I played some more this week. NALE is awesome. It is not an expensive game. If you love Phoenix Wright, please, please go buy it. And if you can't afford it, you can go to Itch.io and it's pay what you want. But otherwise, you can buy it on Steam and pay like the developer price. Um, and since I was done raging loop on the Switch, finally, I have jumped into Spaceland. What is Spaceland? Spaceland is um, a tactical RPG that is the... So this developer made a bunch of games that were sort of like mini Heroes of Might and Magic. Um, you, uh, um, yeah, it, they were like uh, little Heroes of Might and Magic modules. Okay. And so this is so that was um Brave Land, Brave Land Wizard, and then Brave Land uh, uh Pirates. And so I really like Is those. this a mobile game? No. It might have started as one, but I don't remember. They okay. they put they put it on Steam and on Switch if nothing else. So it might start on mobile, I have no idea. Um and then so this one is sort of a slight departure from the old Heroes of Might Magic 3 setup. This is closer to like an XCOM game. What, but... what, a slight departure. Are you gathering large groups of troops? No. Okay. No, it's so about it's heroes. So it's not a Heroes of Might and Magic game at all then? So the original three were. Spaceland is not. Okay. And then it looks like they're they're sort of coming back to um, closer to Might and Magic with the next one they're doing, which is Braveland Knights. Okay. Um, and that one is a roguelike. All right. When that's coming out next year. But yeah, um, I always like Where are you playing do. Spaceland? On Switch. Okay. So I, I tend to always like what they do. They do a really good job of balancing easier and harder difficulties. And so I'm having fun. The story's pretty thin. The gameplay is enjoyable. Anna, they have a pirate game. game. Yeah, Brave Land Pirate. They have a pirate game. Yeah, I own the trilogy on Switch if you want to play it. I'm looking for yeah, my Brave Land, Brave Land, Pirate, Brave Land Wizards is the trilogy. I don't know. I can only play pirate games in the summer. Okay. But it's Halloween. You can dress up like no, a pirate. I'm, I'm constantly putting obstacles in the way of me finding my perfect pirate game. Okay. I have to self-sabotage, <laughs> otherwise I'll actually be satisfied with something. Okay. Then I won't have, like, something to live for anymore. All right. So, yeah, they, they've they been playing with a bunch of genres since since the original Braveland trilogy, and I find that they did it pretty well. It's so. a massive art style departure between the Brave style and the the Spaceland. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. They were clearly experimenting. <laughs> they went from 2D to yeah. 3D. So Braveland Knights, which is their next game that isn't out yet, it's coming out next year, is much closer to the original um, Braveland style. It's just cool how to see a, an indie developer change over time. Well, and here's the other thing is they also did a free-to-play game, Braveland Heroes, which oh. does play like Heroes of Mind Magic. Um, mm-hmm. But it's free to play and I don't really understand how it's monetized because I haven't delved into it. But like most of the reviews are thumbs down because they consider it pay to win. 
Oh, it's got the it's got the uh, dreaded tilde mark next to it on Steam. Yeah, it's mixed. Fifty four percent of the three hundred and ninety seven reviews for this game are positive. So your enjoyment of this game is completely predicated on whether you're willing to pay money. And oh how well, much you're willing to pay. Good so. thing we're still playing a free to play game, right? <laughs> that we are willing to put money into. Oh yes. yeah. So, you know, not going to throw stones in that particular glass house. But yeah, you and I have, have both been playing um, Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Um, and nobody listening wants to hear about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost done the event. I'm, I'm gotten to the point where my event things have turned green. Mm. So I'm going to start plowing through the last wave of event things to do. And then I will probably chill out for a little bit and just collect a favor. I, I don't know if I'm back or not. You are back. back. Yes, I I am currently finishing up some of the last quests in uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, which some of them are, like, you have to go through, like, 350 rooms. Oof. Yeah, I'm, which is I'm nowhere daunting. near that yet. I'm not even close to that content yet. I'm just trying to sort my way through events at the moment. It's one of those things to where some of them I just like set them up before bedtime, and it's like, okay, see how far you guys get. Yep. And ho- hopefully you'll make it. And yeah, some, some of those quests get pretty hard. There was one where my dudes were ticking like damage every couple of minutes, or like every couple of seconds, and they would die before they even got got. That's how much damage was ticking, and I had to put in one of my guys that lets quest items count as double just to get through that. And that's like my main team guy on a sub team. Cause I already unlocked being able to split the party. I love that game. And I'm normally not an idle game kind of person. It's okay. There's plenty of idle game type people who hate the game. So <laughs> don't worry. It all so, balances out. <laughs> well, and here's my dilemma is, um, I, I listen to a flash briefing on my lady in the can every morning called the Gaming Observer, and he just introduced me to another idle game called Super Auto Pets, and like he called it his game of the year. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> now I'm going to have to try. He called it ironically his game of the year. I'm like, oh no, I don't need another idle game. But also, if Adrian thinks it's good, I will probably also like it. Um. Super so, auto pets, so yeah. you said? Yep, super auto pets. So yeah, I keep cutting in and out. Wichita has not had good luck with its utilities this week. <laughs> my my internet has been awful all week, so I'm not surprised I'm cutting in and out. But we also made national news for having a water main break. And trying to remember to boil water... Um, when you need to drink is kind of a pain in the ass and I'm glad the boil water water advisory got lifted this morning. <sighs> I, I'm ready to go on vacation and get away from the house. You are going on vacation this uh, week, right? Tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. I leave. I boot up. I'm going to boot up Nocturne if that didn't get put through earlier and I'm going to have a good time going to Denver, Colorado. And from what I can tell, Denver has some pretty cool video game stores. Now I'm going to miss you guys. I'll, I'll take pictures from the top of the... It's going to be gone Pikes for Pete. three days. It's going to be over before you know it. I know. All right. It, 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 it's weird because our last vacation was Japan two years ago. Amazing vacation. life. So I'm having kind of temper expectations a little bit this time in that it's is going to be nearly as cool as Japan, but it's getting out of the house after COVID. Mm-hmm. Get out of the house. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, I was uh in the driveway last night just looking at stars, thinking like it's been a while since I've been looking at stars. Oh dear, I need to go camping or something. <laughs> like fun camping where you get an RV and uh, have some modern amenities or like roughing it camping okay so i came in the house and i asked anna how do we take the cats camping (laughs) i'm like you mean scamper right i said no all the cats (laughs) i started laughing 
Yeah, my cat didn't couldn't even handle a vet visit last yesterday, so I couldn't imagine taking her ass camping. I mean, my, my joke. We we have harness trained all three cats, and we have taken them outside just to kind of get them used to that idea. But like the last time that we took um, Twinkle Toes outside, she curled her cat under her bum, peed herself a little, and cried. So she she's did not, not pee herself. She didn't notice that. I cleaned no, her up. Oh my gosh, the poor thing. <laughs> oh. So we don't take her outside anymore. So Alice is a pretty chill cat for the most part, but she got in her carrier yesterday. And my joke with her is that Alice has two volumes, um, Mute and Eleven. Well, she discovered Twelve yesterday. Second, I get her in the carrier. Meow. Meow! I was meowing the entire way there. Kept trying to get on top of the uh, cabinets in the vet. Did not like the thermometer. Um, she had a mouth infection. She, did, she didn't really care for the vet looking at her mouth either. And I felt so bad for her yesterday. Alice is such a chill cat. And seeing her kind of in that distress was very, very stressful. But I'm glad she's feeling better. That's a long way of saying that, yeah, I don't think my cats in camping would work very well. Like Vaughn's cat, Jack, he, he would be able to do it, but he'd just be gone the second we let him out. And the rest of them just freak out. Our cats are not very well traveled. I, I'm also jealous of people that can do cool stuff with their cats. <laughs> I I think Scamper being the most gregarious means he's the one that we would likely do, you know, stuff with. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's everything that we've been playing, right? Yep. So we didn't have any feedback this last week. So we're going to jump right into our question of the week. So Kelly has this um, uh, uh, habit that she does where she always plays a nocturne game when she goes on vacation. So SMT. here's our question of the week. What is your dream gaming vacation? Where would you go? What systems would you pick? Is there a special game that you would play? And if you want to reply to feedback, um, the best way to do so is go to the website, rpgamer.com, find the latest podcast thread, and drop your reply there. You can also call or text us at 608-729-4098. Um, I think we're going to be phasing out the email, but you can email us, podcast at rpgamer.com. The uh, spam filter on it is far too aggressive. So um if we haven't heard from you, it may just be because you got dwinked by the filter. Right. Hey Kelly. Yes. Um this this just in Alice has forgiven me from taking her to the vet because she's I think she knew I was talking about her because she's now cuddling with me and being all sorts of cuddly. Ain't that right, buddy? I don't know if the mic is picking up her purring. It is not, no. Okay, she must not be loud enough. Um, Sega announced a new mobile, I guess this is a sequel mobile title called Sin Chronicle. What's it a sequel to? Uh, developed by the same team that made Chain Chronicle. Uh-oh. So, I don't know I if they're related or not. Game. Yeah, I don't remember it either, but hey, it'll release for iOS and Android in Japan on December 15th, and no announcement has been made for a possible Western release, so... So, stick a pin in it. We'll see if it yeah. comes up in North America. We shall see. Um, an actual sequel that got announced that we talked about a little bit last week, Atelier Sophie. Yeah, Atelier Sophie 2, The Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream. So this is the fourth game in the mysterious, uh, I guess it's quadrilogy now. Um, I'm kind of intrigued that they decided to go back to the mysterious trilogy because it was not well received. Yeah, I don't think anybody liked any of the mysterious. I trilogy. liked uh, out of the so I played Sophie, skipped Furious, and then played Lydie and Suell. And honestly, I find that Lydie and Suell is the strongest game in that trilogy. But it usually also the last has, one is. But it also has the most self-contained story. So mm-hmm. in I, I do understand why they decided to go back with Sophie. It does make sense in terms of lore. I would be really curious if after this they just did a surprise sequel to like one of the Dusk ones just to make all of them quadrilities and thus I mean, cost me not gonna more lie, money later. After Lulua, I was really hoping that they would do a Dusk 
fourth game. Because Lulua is amazing. Lulua is part of the Arland set. Oh, right. Oh, so then it would make it a fifth game. No, no, no. Lulua is part of Arland. I hope for a fourth dusk. Oh, okay, gotcha. No, I I got confused because you said a fifth game after Lulua, or if they made a sequel to Lua, they would be five games in the Arland. No, saga. I was hoping that they would make a fourth game in the Dusk series, since Lua okay. was the fourth game in the Arland series. Right, right. Too many games. Yep. Too many Atelier games. So, and so, the, yeah, this got announced at TGS, and Nisa immediately announced a collector's edition, which I'm not going to get. Yeah, no, I haven't bought collector's editions for these in quite some time. Um, Nipponichi also announced a new game called <laughs> Shiki Banegurai no Bokuken Meshi. Shika Banegurai no Boku Menshi. Boken Menshi. Boken Menshi. Boken Menshi. Did Michael give us a translation of this? I don't know. Look, the eating, English name is Eating the Corpses as an Adventure Meal. Mm hmm. <laughs> I will be really curious to How see How does this work? This like you just localized. said eating the corpses. What what's going on, Anna? So it's a strategy RPG where you're going you're stranded in a dungeon and you have to um collect monster parts and make recipes out of them. Yeah, you eat the monsters you defeat. Oh boy. But the the trailer showed like elaborate cooking sequences and you know did you ever do the curry making in Pokemon Sword? Yeah. Oh yeah. It shows the reaction image like that where all the characters take a bite and it's like either wow or black. And it it looks like NIS is kind of going back to that weird strategy game well. This reminds me a lot of like a mystery dungeon game crossed Mm -hmm. with Dark Cloud because you have to keep your people fed and hydrated long enough to get through a level and then go down to the next level. And then between the levels, you stop you camp and you cook and that increases your um, fullness and hydration. And then you repeat because if you're full, if your uh, hunger and hydration get too poor, um, it actually affects how well you um, do in combat. Yeah. It looks a little mystery dungeon. I see some in some of the screenshots, some of the bobs from Skya. So they're definitely reusing assets. I I'm going to keep an eye on this one. It looks interesting. I I love weird Nipponichi games. I'm just I'm very curious what they are going to translate this title to. Well, they can't call it Corpse Party, <laughs> and they can't call it Adventure Time. <laughs> Adventure corpses. Yeah, I don't know. Happy meal, <laughs> hungry meal. <laughs> Who knows? Sorry. Uh, speaking of games with weird names, A Rise of Awakener has been announced. <laughs> hey, what is this? T- a Rise of Awakener. Yep. Uh, so this is a game that's in development for PC, PS4, PlayStation Five, and they want to put it out in 2023. Um, there's like a tiny teaser trailer that came out during the Tokyo Game Show. Um, so it's set in the medieval world and players will have access to at least three classes where you are a turn mage um, with the trailer showing combat against dragons, demons, assassins, and um, airship uh, combat. So. Keep an eye on that. Uh, we touched on this a little bit last week. School Nick details uh, strange, more strange paradise improvements. Um, graphical runs at a higher resolution the companion character's AI has been improved um, they tweaked a whole bunch of abilities you can play this right now on your PS5 the trial version 2 is going to be on the store until October 11th I played a little bit of it and I was genuinely surprised at how much I was enjoying it though I was enjoying the meme so much more um it blew up last weekend that people were taking that Lincoln Park scene and editing their own music and and some of them were pretty funny. I did my own edits with some very classic <laughs> um, you the you the man now dog songs. Uh, 
Uh, and uh, like there were a bunch of news stories that came out last week and this week that like the dev team in Japan was so embarrassed by how many memes of this spawn. And, you know, we were talking in like our Discord hangout. It's like, w that's weird because the Discord, the, the memes are what makes it endearing. Yeah. Like embrace it. Because nobody can take a game like this seriously. Is somebody in a board member? Why aren't they taking our Edgeward game seriously? It's if, if they weren't interested in it, they wouldn't meme it. Yeah, well, so I watched both of the Venom movies last week, and the first Venom movie was very much kind of trying to be a dark comic book story, and when it turned out to be more of a horror comedy, and the sequel, they leaned into that hard. It was so much more comedy than the horror uh, comic book story in the sequel. And I think that's what Squeen should do with this is just lean lean into the memes. Make it over the top and hilarious. That's what people like about it. But I don't know. Or maybe just cancel the game because it's going to be garbage. You no, hate you, her. You like the gameplay, don't you? It was the gameplay was an easy mode. The gameplay was surprisingly fun. Mm. Um, in, in other Squeenix news, hey, we got the last Smash Fighter announced. Woo, it's Sora. And th the memes for that have been hilarious. Uh, Sora standing over the grave of Gino and Waluigi and doing the peace sign. Yeah. Kind of weird. And the whole internet's like, another sword guy? Really? <laughs> but supposedly Sora was the most requested character. I'm not surprised. I, I'm not surprised either. So traditionally, a uh, game that the character comes from has to be on a Nintendo system for it to work, right? Sure. Well, surprise, Kingdom Hearts is coming to Switch. Oh, well, I mean, there's already been Kingdom Hearts on Nintendo systems. Not, not mainline, though. It's all traditionally been Sony. Sure. But uh, there, there's a catch. What? It's uh, cloud versions. Well, just of three, right? Mm, I, all, all of them. them. Oh, the story made it sound like it's just Kingdom Hearts 3 that's no, on the No, they're cloud. all cloud. Oh, boy. Which is funny, because some of those games have come out on the 3DS. Yes, but not the HD versions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the only... Well, the 3DS one was Birth by Sleep, and that one was HD Remake, and then... 358 over two days was original DS, but that's only the remastered cutscenes because nobody liked that game. And so, I call me a dumbass, but cloud gaming means you have to have an active internet connection. Yes, to be correct, able to play. and yeah. it has to be strong enough to support the streaming. Okay, well, that's I'm probably, probably not, not you at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think that if they did some work, they could probably at least get the non PS3 runs to one or non PS3 games to run. But they they must be just slapping this together. Also, they're like like the Epic Game Store before. They're probably going to charge an arm and a leg for this collection when you can get the all in one collection for PS4 for like thirty bucks. So I don't know. I'm sure somebody is excited about this announcement. I am meh. Because of the cloud thing, but good for them. Nobody else sounds excited at all. Yeah, I'm not gonna play it on there. That's for sure. Oh well. Um, are you gonna play the Babylon's Fall third closed beta test? The the what the what? So this is, I think, that Squeenix RPG that's being co-developed by Platinum Games. Okay. Um, um and North. In North America, the closed beta test is going to be November 15th through the 17th. Hmm. Okay. I yeah. don't remember this at all. I just read Upcoming this. cooperative action RPG that brings up to four players together in the role of Sentinels who are trying to get to the Tower of Babylon in search of great treasure. Cool. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I don't have screenshots in a video, and there should be, and like... Should we care about this? It's platinum. That's good. But all right, well, let's go to the, the let's go to the the website. That'll surely tell me interesting things. No, here's like a screenshot that shows how they've improved the graphics on level three between phase two and phase three. Like, okay, cool. That's um, how is that even possible? Okay, that whatever. There, 
something's weird here. Okay. Um, is this the one? No, this is not the. Is this the one with the lady? No, the, uh, who's like a regular person from the real world who goes into the. No, game? that was some. That was That's something a different else. Different screen. Okay, I'm gonna say it. Screenix has too many games in the air right now. I have no idea what's going on. I can't <laughs> keep them all straight. Okay. No, I can't. Just a little bit. Also, did you see that Cosmo has puppies now? Oh, I did not see that. I I saw the um, '80s music video that they released for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, they showed him like it's it's so weird to me because this is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Who makes this game again? Idos Montreal. Yeah, Square owns them. Okay. These people are like, hell yeah, all the memes. And Square Enix Japan is like, the memes embarrass us. Yeah, Please well, stop mean, it. Yeah, you're talking about Canadians versus, um, I guess, people who don't like memes of Japan. <laughs> okay. It's confusing to me. I mean, isn't Japan notoriously prideful about their content? Hmm. Can be. Um... Speaking of Japan, Jap- Japan and Japanese games, uh, Chris, this is for you. Fantasy Star Online Two gets a new Genesis Bouncer class. Yeah, or, Chris is, hasn't been playing is, a lot of Fantasy Star. Yeah, no. So, is this the Bouncer class based off of the award-winning game from Square, uh, launch title for the PS2? <laughs> I think they want to forget that game. <laughs> Can we please forget that game exists? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess there was a a presentation for Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis, and they introduced the Bouncer class, who is designed for close to mid-range combat and uses soaring blades and jet boots, along with photon arts. So, yeah. I I guess nobody is excited. I want to... When does Guardians of the Galaxy come out? That's what I care about. <laughs> it's going to be on Game Pass, so... October 26th? Yeah. Is You'll it on play. Game Pass? I believe so, yeah. No. It's not going to be in. Is it? No. It's a third-party multi-platform announcement. Guardians of the Galaxy Game Pass. Is Guardians of the Galaxy coming to the Game Pass? Um. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, I didn't think so. I swore they talked about it. But you can stream it on GeForce Now. Oh, boy. Which is funny because you still have to buy the game for that. Yeah. On GeForce Now. Mm-hmm. So, like, can I just say, companies, Poppers. all your games should be enabled for GeForce Now. There is no downside to you as a developer to let the GeForce Now folks have their your game on their service. Except it has to be programmed. Fill out the form. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's just a remote connection to Steam. There's a hook. It, right. it, it's time it's a time investment it don't say be, it it's not much time okay but don't and, say that it's nvidia does most of the work for you great they also have to pick you well they've picked a lot of things as the leak showed that don't exist yet or haven't been announced so there's a lot of people who are holding out on them for reasons i do not understand because they like it, there shouldn't be any money there shouldn't be this should all be easy you You're don't right, forget it. it should but it's not it's not Hi, everyone. Hello. How are you feeling out there? You still feeling Sorry, good? I'm, Press a three I, now if you're doing okay, okay? <laughs> Press the three. I'm, <laughs> I'm still reeling at the, the fact that I don't know why people are so down on this Guardians game when, I mean, um, I, I know because that Because after the other Marvel game that came out, the, the big... Um, what was that other Marvel game? Avengers. That, like, yeah, the Marvel Avengers game came out, and it was very heavily monetized and slightly mediocre that people don't have a lot of faith in the franchise translating well into video games. But wasn't the Marvel Avengers game meant to be like a Destiny, and this Guardians game is meant to be more like a single-player action yes. RPG? Yes, and but the premise still stands. There is no confidence that a game can translate well. I mean, I, I get the heavy skepticism. It's just, I, I don't know. I think people are being a little bit too skeptical. And I'm skeptical. I, I don't know. I'm skeptical. I, I want to like it. I, I want to like it. Yeah, we'll I see. want to like it, but I don't have confidence yet. It will be good. No, wait, let me do it again. Hi, skeptical. I'm dad. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> 
No? Okay. <laughs> um, something I am not skeptical about and actually excited about is uh, – oh, I, I moved the window around apparently. Rune Factory 5 is getting an Earthmade edition. Why are you excited for this? The reviews out of Japan were bad for this game. Yeah, how dare you be uh, excited, Kelly? You should be ashamed. Because I like the Rune Factory games. I like the Rune Factory games. So why aren't you excited, Anna? Because the reviews that came out for this in Japan were mediocre and it sold like crap. Oh, oh. Maybe it wasn't part of Kelly's job to keep track of those reviews. Okay. Yeah, no, I have <laughs> no idea. It also it. wasn't my job to keep oh, track of okay. those reviews. I, I wanted no to know the this. reviews because I really liked Rune Factory 4 and I wanted more of Rune Factory 4 and instead I got Rune Factory 5 that I have considerably less confidence in. Well, I am going to give it a fair shake. I will yeah. be your guinea pig for this one, Anna. Thank you. Um, the Earthmade edition includes a custom outer box fitting artwork from series illustrator Mi- Minonoko Iwasaki. Um, the Nintendo Switch cart in a steelbook case, a 70-page softcover art book, a soundtrack CD with 15 uh, songs, and three or 13 in-game costumes based on the marriage candidates. Right, can we get to the and, good story? Oh. Hang on. All right, uh, all right. The this special edition is um, available for pre-order for 80 bucks, and the regular retail one will be 60. So. If this pops up on Amazon, I might get the Earthmade edition, but we'll see. Um, So you're excited about the... uh, I just think it's big news. Dude, leadership change in in charge of the Yakuza games is leaving. Yeah, he's old. (laughs) That doesn't stop other game developers. Okay, that's true. (laughs) So Sega's Ryu Ga Gotoku Studio posted an announcement saying that leadership was changing for the Yakuza series. And Here's the thing that I love Ryuga about this Ryuga Gotoku. Like, Kelly, I love yes. when you try to say Japanese words. It's the best. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Here, here's sorry. my favorite part of this announcement. In, like, in announcing the new leaders, plural, of the studio, they had them all dress up like Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, this picture's amazing. This dude has a suit that's all stars. Yeah. And they have them all like real, like real angry, tough looks on them, like Kiryu does. Like I love this picture; it just lights me up. So I, I don't have the Twitch window open because of internet. Is my husband having a fit he's, right um, now? He's, over... a, he's a little. He's he's expressed his dissatisfaction. <laughs> I'm Vaughn, sorry. If you're dissatisfied, press the five key. Okay. <laughs> Um, Ron is like, I don't love the way she pronounces Japanese. She lives with me, and I've tried teaching her. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I try. Hey, A for effort. You're very trying, Kelly. Oh, Chris. <laughs> so here, I'm tr- going to trigger him more, and I got to sit in a car with him for eight hours tomorrow. Oh, so no, studio head leave. Toshiro no, no. Nagoshi and producer Daisuke Sato are both leaving the developer and mm. Sega as a whole. And Masayoshi... <laughs> the, the chat is filled with fives, Kelly. Okay. Masayoshi Yokoyama will take over as the stu- executive producer of Ryuga Gotoku. So. I know nothing about the people replacing them. They're probably all awesome, and it's probably still going to be fine, but it does have me a little worried about the future of Yakuza. Then again, we've gotten a lot of good games out of the studio, so whatever. You're talking about New triggering. I was, Ooh, I breaking was trying news. to... Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. So the Geofront, which is the fan localization hub for um, Falcom games, they did some of the translations for um, some of the the Trails games that are coming out within the next couple of years. They are dropping um, Ease versus Trails in the Sky Alternative Saga in one week. They're dropping oh. it? They're not going to do it anymore? No, no, no. They are dropping, they are releasing the fan translation. Oh, okay. Was this the PSP, uh, PSP game? Correct. Yeah, that's their, like, Smash Brothers crossover yeah. with ease. So, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So, you you will be able to run the patch with a physical copy or rip of the UMD. Or using an emulator, PPSSPP, PSP, or PS Vita hardware. Okay. So that will be interesting. 
some of it will only work with an emulator like the HD texture. Pack I am because... a filthy pirate. Yar. All right. Uh, last couple pieces of news for today. Um, the Dragon Quest composer Koichi Sugiyama passed away, and then we are going to talk about Extra Life. Extra Life! It's that time of year again. So, uh, normally, Extra Life, you play 24 hours of games to raise money for the kids. So we raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. Chris and I both play for hospitals in Wisconsin. Um and so this is the 12th year that RB Gamer has done Extra Life. Um, you know, this is always kind of, this has always been a special event to our heart, but it's kind of extra special because, um, as a lot of people will know, our editor-in-chief, um, Max Doran, passed away from cancer in 2018. And cancer is one of the primary things um, that the Children's Miracle Network um, helps support is curing childhood cancers. You know, every day they they treat more than 2,000 kids with cancer across all of the Children's Miracle Network in multiple countries. And so Extra Life is a huge fundraiser for them. It is, you know, a really important time of the year for them. And we we are not satisfied with 24 hours. We're not even satisfied with 25 hours. Oh, no, no. We are going to be playing games for four days. Oh, no. I can't do this anymore, Anna. <laughs> I can't. So the whole stream team is going to be participating this year. Uh-huh. We are going to kick off um, Friday, November 5th at 4 p.m. Eastern. And we will end um, Monday, November 8th at about 2 a.m. Eastern. And we're going to stream the whole thing. So oh, I don't see the little schedule on here. No, uh, the schedule is not up in the post yet because oh. we were still finalizing okay. it. So um, schedule will be added to the post. If you go to RP Gamer, you look for the Extra Life 2021 post. It will be there um, because and the reason that this is really important is um, we have four staff members uh, so far that are participating by raising funds. Um, Chris, myself. Uh, Noodle or Sarah, who's our uh, 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 graphics designer, and then Sam Wachter, who is our operations manager. And me, just like last year, I am doing donation incentives. So you can donate to have me play a game of your choice. You can donate to have me play a bad game of your choice. Um, you can donate to get a shout out. You can uh, purchase the name of a Dragon Quest Three character because I'm going to be playing Dragon Quest Three during the stream this year. Um, and then the big, the big bada boom this year. If you donate two hundred and fifty dollars to my extra life, I will play Cosmic Star Heroine. <laughs> Last year, that game was Undertale. So, yes, oh. but you, you, there's you have nothing against Cosmic Star Heroine. It's it just sounds like Chrono Cross. Say what? It's just like Chrono Cross. Every time you love someone Chrono Cross. No, I don't. Or, no, sorry, it's just like Chrono Trigger. Oh. Well, you Every you... time someone talks about Cosmic Star Heroin, all they say is it's just like Chrono Trigger. Uh, and I'm no. like, that's not. Nice. I say it nope. has a character that's named after you in it. You should play the yes, damn game. But that's not compelling to me. How is it I... not? Because everyone else says it's just like Chrono Trigger. Right. I played it and I didn't really get Chrono Trigger vibes. Okay. But... Well, uh, maybe you should play it yourself, Anna. Nah, someone's going to have to pay me. They put you in the game. What more should they have to do? Yeah. <laughs> Donate $250 to sick kids. There's your price of entry. Mm-hmm. They've given you $250 worth of Cosmic Star Heroin merchandise. Donate yourself. What? No, they haven't. Yeah, they have. No. They've given you so many things over the years. I... I kickstarted Cosmic get, Star that Heroin. Art book? I paid for those. That art book? I paid for that. You didn't pay for the art book. Wait, the one no. He gave you oh, no, person? that one was a gift. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, Tam says it's like Chrono Trigger. <laughs> See? Vindication! All right. So, I think that's it for... If you feel the game's like Chrono Trigger, please press 7 in the chat. <laughs> If, if you're wondering what Chris is talking about, we record every week at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Yeah, maybe I need to play it again because now I'm misremembering if it played like Chrono Trigger or not. It was a while back that I played it. Well, maybe I'll be know. playing it in just one month. Um, a, a game that looks like Chrono Trigger is releasing in Japan in February. 
This is Dragon Quest X Offline. Comes out on February 26th in Japan and no news of a Western release. I mean, they were and pretty they were pretty straightforward during the Dragon Quest conference that this was not going to come out in North America. There was warnings I, like, I all over the screen that was like, Japanese release only. I thought that that was just regular Dragon Quest X. No, it was and... Dragon Quest X Offline as well. Okay, I just cannot see why they wouldn't release this since there's no online component and people want to play Dragon Quest X for the story. Yeah, I mean, I think it would do great, but I'm, I think I'm, it would I'm, do I'm awesome. not on Square Enix's staff, so. Whatever. Um, Rainbow Billy Curse of the Leviathan is out on PC and consoles. What? This looks mm. kind of like Picori to me, but with a Bomberman character as the main character. Um, yeah, a character is uh, looking to restore the colors in the world of imagination. That looks kind of neat. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter talking about this, and I want to pick it up, but also I'm trying to actually work on my backlog, and I probably should. Um, and then f our final kind of brief news, um, Veil of Dust, a homesteading game demo releases next week. Um, this is where you're in eastern Oregon, and it's basically kind of a Harvest Moon clone. Yeah, I was looking at this. It's like a new riff on the Harvest Moon sort of franchise, uh, genre. See, I think you ought to go hardcore and play Oregon Trail before you play this so that it's a prequel. <laughs> okay. If you are going to play Oregon Trail, a homestead story of Veil of Dust, <laughs> press 9 in the chat, please. It's got, like, uh, guitar music and stuff. Oh, look, there's a wolf. Is it going to eat her? What's going on? Is it time to talk about our new releases this week? Yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. So, Disco Elysium: The Final Cut comes out for Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, and Switch. Hoot. Monster Crown for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Isn't that the game that had some issues? Yeah. No, Mon Harvest oh. that one. Monster Crown, like a straight up Pokemon clone. Oh, okay. Get the crown for your monsters. Oh, wow. I, I was actually kind of curious about this one. Okay, check that out. Anna might check it out. The Good Life finally comes out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And finally, Dungeon Encounters releases for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is like straight up a pixel, a pixel Pokemon game. This looks good. Dungeon Encounters, if you recall, is the one with all the squares and just artwork of your fights oh, rather than right. actually seeing your characters walk around. It's it's kind of weird looking. So check that out uh, if you're looking for something hey. different. And if you're trying to figure out all these games Greenix is working on. <laughs> <laughs> so many. <clears throat> we had a pair I mean, of editorials this if, week. Oh, sorry. Yes, we've got a Kenna Bridge of Spirits review from Alex. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5. That's good. Looks cute. And then we have an adventure corner with Pascal. He, Oh, he talked about Kenna this. Kenna looks amazing, by the way. It's got very pretty graphics. So it looks like an animated movie. It's pretty cool. Um, and yeah. then, I'm sorry, you said The Forgotten City by uh, Pascal? Yeah. Yeah. So this the is one the where one if that... You send... Go ahead. So if you send, everybody gets in trouble? Yes. So this oh, is based, yeah, this yeah. is the one that's based off the Skyrim mod, where yeah. if one person breaks the rules, everybody dies. Uh, Ninji is like, this is anxious. a Skyrim mod. Yeah, nin Ninji is very anxious for me to play this. Right. Well, they spun it out into its own game, well, but it did. started as oh. a Skyrim mod. Yeah. Does that mean it's on everything? Is it different than just playing the Skyrim mod version? Uh, a little. Okay. I'm just wondering, if I have Skyrim, can I just play that mod and get the same thing without paying more money? <laughs> mm, no, there's more content, apparently. Okay. Okay, then. Is that it? Sorry, I had to type something up. Okay. I mean, yeah, as far as the show is going. Well, then, thanks, uh, everybody, for watching. Wait, are we seriously done? Yeah. Okay, Yeah. what are you playing next week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to play now that all this stuff's announced? What's coming out? Um, I'm going to finish Spaceland because it's one of my backlog games. All right. I'm going to keep playing Pillars of Eternity, I think. Um, not Nocturne as far as I can get. 
If you're going to play a video game at home, please press the six key. No, Chris, no. Press All the right. six key. We're just going to remind you really quickly. Our question of the week is, what is your dream gaming vacation? Where would you go and what system would you pack? So thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks, Sorry Chris. about the internet. You're welcome. Thank you, Dale North, for our amazing music. Thank you, Forecast, for our encoding. And thank you for listening to our insanity. I don't know why you do it every week, but we love you for it. Mm. We appreciate it. Yep. I look forward to it. So we will talk to everybody next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.